How many of you know it's these very trials that come our way? These uh, little stumbling blocks in the way. God uses them in a mighty way in our lives. Folks, I pray that we'll just hang in and hang on. Amen? Make sure you're hanging on to the right one. Make sure you're listening to the right message. Amen. Matthew chapter number 17, and we're going to have a word of prayer as I, after I read the scripture. and uh, We're going to join together with many of those around the nation that was called to prayer. You know, it ain't no surprise that the, the national uh, call to prayer was on Sunday. Amen. There's a reason for that, because the people of God can pray. The people of God can pray. So Matthew chapter number 17, beginning in verse number 1, if you have found your places. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you for this day. God, this is still your day. God, no matter what we have faced this week, no matter what we might face today, God, it's all yours. God, it's all yours. And so God... We surrender ourselves, God. Now I surrender my heart and self to your will, God. God, that your will be done today. God, of all the things, what matters most is your will, God. God, I know in a world that's uh, God feasting off of chaos, God, I, I'm so glad to know that the child of God can just sit and feast off of peace, God, because that's who you are. So, God, I ask you now to touch us in a mighty way. God, I move up and down every aisle, every heart, dear God. Dear God, I pray that we can put away distractions, God, and, and to God, the things of this world. And, God, we can just focus in on you. God, I pray you calm our hearts, God. God, calm our minds. God, remove the distractions, Lord. God, I pray you speak into us, God, what you'd have us to have today. Oh, God. God, we certainly don't need the opinion of man. Oh, we need the Word of God. The Word of God. And so, God, I pray that you touch us, God. God, move me aside. And God, speak today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. And I do pray that... We will focus on the peace of Christ and His peace alone because that is what matters. But as we find ourselves today, uh, I believe that uh, how many of you know His message uh, is relevant today? His message is relevant for all time. Uh, this wasn't, hey, this wasn't just for Matthew's day, right? It wasn't just for Matthew's day. It just wasn't for a hundred years ago. Right now, today, it's relevant. 
And how many of you know you can go down through the portals of time and we don't know how much time is left? How many of you know He only knows how much time is left? And I can tell you this, His Word will be relevant for all eternity. For all eternity. So today I pray that we'll have rest in His Word. Rest in His Word. This is a relevant word, intimacy with Jesus. Now you say today, why do we need intimacy with Jesus? You know, let me tell you something, child of God. Listen, if you've gotten caught up in all the craze, and I ain't going to talk about this long, but if you've gotten caught up in all the craze, I ask you this, where is your intimacy with Jesus? Folks, He is the answer. He is the answer. We don't know what's going to take place. Who really cares if we're resting with Jesus? We're resting with Jesus. But as we come in the book of Matthew to chapter number 17, there's a few things we are to realize. And that is, number one, Matthew writes primarily to the Jews. You say, preacher, why is that important? Well, all this is important in the Word of God. It all has context. you got to remember that the Jews, and if you did not know this, you can learn it this morning, the Jews were looking for the one to come down. In Matthew Throughout the book of Matthew, he's presenting Jesus as king. You know what he's saying to those Jews? He's already here. He's right here before you. See him for who he is. You say, what's that got to do with today? How's that relevant for today? Hey, can I tell you, hear the word of the Lord? Hey, he's here, folks. He's here. Not only has he came, not only did he hang upon the cross, not only did he shed his blood and die and buried in the tomb, but he has risen and he's alive today. He's alive today. That's where you're going to find peace, my friend, is in Jesus Christ alone. Jesus Christ alone. But here he is. Here he is. He's saying, really, look no further. This same Jesus who came is coming again. He's coming again, folks. i got to tell you, I truly believe, if we really believe that, we don't have to get caught up in chaos. huh? You think this is a, a bad situation now? Huh? You think this is getting you all worked up? How you think tribulation's going to be? I won't be here to experience it. But there's some people today that need to realize, listen, if you, listen, the Lord does not tarry His coming, He comes back for His church, you will walk through tribulation. That is a reality today. So what is God calling us to do? To turn to Him, to see Him for who He really is. Hey, to be intimate with Jesus. To be intimate with Jesus. We look here, and, and really we need to go back to chapter 16, Brother Steve, because that leads us up to 17. And as you look at chapter number 16, first, you'll, first we are to take notice that the disciples, they walked with Jesus. They saw the miracles of Jesus. They saw the healings of Jesus. Amen? How He healed people, how He did the work of the Lord, right? And, and can I tell you this? Everything He did was to the will of the Father, Okay? He never was working outside the Father's will. That's what it was all about. So, so take ease, folks, and what's going on now and what's going to continue to go on. Uh, God is not taking... Uh, he, he, listen, He's not surprised by it. Everything is working to His will. Everything will close up to His will, folks. I tell you what, it, just, it really bothers me today that we can't find peace in Christ. I'll be honest with you, it burns my heart. It burns my heart. You say, what do you mean, preacher? I see Christians going crazy. God help us to be the one, listen, that's trusting in Christ. Amen. Trusting Him. Amen. There's many times I go to the hospitals, three or four times, maybe in one week. 
Who knows? Maybe a week not at all. It just depends on what the needs are. Amen? But I can tell you, I trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to take care of me while I'm there. He knows my heart, and folks, He knows your heart today. Why don't we just lean upon Him to take care of us? Right? But we see if we go back to chapter number 16, and you can go there if you want to, but we also see in there what takes place. We see the Pharisees desiring a sign. Huh? Can I tell you today, if you've got faith, it wasn't because you got it in a sign. If you got your faith in a sign, you ain't got no faith. Let's just be blunt today, right? And that same thing goes for feeling, folks. Our faith ain't based off feelings. Now, feeling will come, and it feels good to be saved. Amen? Amen. Right? But if that's your first requisite, you're in trouble already. Huh? But those Pharisees, there they were in chapter 16, desiring a sign. Can I tell you this? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. By the Word of God. Where does our faith need to be placed today? In Jesus Christ alone and in the Word of God. In the Word of God. Listen, uh, if, you, if you really want to know how to, how to make this thing, you'll be able to look in the Scriptures and see just what that is. I, I, I can tell you this whole entire week, there were Scriptures flooding back to my heart and back to my mind uh, that Christ put there, folks, the Holy Spirit of God as you study the Word of God. That's where the truth is for us today. Then uh, Jesus goes on. He goes on to warn the disciples to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. What was he talking about there? Their doctrine, right? Truth can only be found in Him. In Him, folks. Christ Jesus, His precious Word. Then Jesus moves on. Chapter 16, verse 13. You say, why are we doing this rundown? Because we're running up to what's going to take place in chapter 17. But Jesus moves on in verse 13. We see the revelation of the King. Hey, at him asking that all-important question, But whom say ye that I am? I wonder who you say Jesus is today. Huh? Peter replied. Everybody remembers Jesus, uh, Peter's reply. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Listen, I, I pray as the people of God, that's where we can find ourselves today. The Son of the living God, folks. The Son of the living God. What is He doing all throughout chapter 16? He's testifying of Himself. Moving on to verse number 18, we see the revelation of the church. What does He say? Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Thank God today. Listen, thank God today we're not a social club. Right? Thank God today we're not a social club. Many people would have done dropped out and quit anyway. Huh? Thank God Christ instituted and ordained the church, folks. We are here because of what He said. We're here because of what He done. And this church is not built upon the pastor or the deacon body or the Sunday school teachers. It's built upon the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone, folks. Him alone. We will pass away. Oh, but He lives forever. He lives forever. I wonder, do you believe it today? Then in verse 21, you go down from verse 18 to verse 21, we see the revelation of the death of Christ. How He must go to Jerusalem 
how he must uh, suffer many things, be killed, but raised on the third day. And how many of you know they had trouble with that thing? Huh? They had trouble on that thing. That was hard for them to swallow, wasn't it? You say, why is that? Because they were looking for an earthly kingdom. They were looking for an earthly kingdom. They were looking for what they could put their hands on and what they could see and to hear that he is going to die. They're, boy, they just couldn't stomach that. And can I tell you, I'm not going to say I would not have felt that same exact way. And Peter, boy, that one that just lashes out and he just speaks his mind, right? Oh, Peter, we can't help but pick on Peter. And What does Peter do? No, 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 right? Well, he just can't stand that. Had a hard time with those words, but then standing in the way of God's will, what does, Satan, what does Jesus say? Huh? Get thee behind me, Satan. Boy, that's strong words, ain't it? Can I tell you, God is serious about his will. Huh? You, you might say, I didn't see that there. Do, you want me to read it again? Huh? Huh? God is serious about his will. Not only His will for time and eternity, but His will for your life, folks. His will for your life. He is not messing around. He's not playing games. He knows exactly what He wants for you. For some of you today, you know what that might be? It might be salvation. It might be salvation. For some of you, it might be getting off the, the stool of hysteria and coming on down to peace. Huh? For some of you, it might be the trials and the troubles that you're facing, finally giving them to God. Can I tell you today, He'll take every one you give Him. Amen. He will. He's here to receive them, right? Now, I know we love to hang on to them, but He's here to receive them. We've got to see who He is. You say, preacher, where are we going? We've got three points, and we're not there yet, all right? Hang in there with me. Everybody alive. Everybody's breathing. Nobody's running a fever. All right, then, let's continue on, all right? Let's continue on. We see in verse number 24 of chapter 16, you read on, we see the reward for following Christ. How many of you know there's going to be a great reward one day? Praise God. Are you ready for it? Right? Can I tell you, rewards are going to come in different ways, though. Now it's quiet, but that's a reality. Huh? What does Jesus say to every follower? Let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Hmm. Folks, there's coming a day. Verse 28, what do we see? The Son of Man coming in His kingdom. Huh? And here are these disciples, the very ones that walked with Jesus, who saw Jesus do everything that He did, and boy, did He lead an example for us. Huh? The power that He put on display. The power of God. Hmm? Here they are, they've had him right in front of them. But boy, when he starts to talk about coming in his kingdom, boy, that was hard to understand, wasn't it? That was hard to understand. But folks, they needed to hear it because it led right in to chapter number 17. Chapter number 17. Here is Matthew writing about the God-man. Huh? Now, you may notice, Bible scholars, you, you'll know this already, but you don't find this account in the book of John. John does not write about this account. There's a reason for that. Christ, uh, Christ's deity is what John wrote about, okay? But right now, Matthew, he's writing about Christ's humanity. Humanity, the God-man, folks. 
And can I tell you, God wants us to see today the God-man. The God-man who wants to change our lives. Oh, thank God for the Son of God. Here He is. And now he's about, to, he's about to take some of them up on high. Let's jump into chapter number 17. It says, And after six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. Now, words matter, folks. Do y'all realize that? The actions that Jesus took, they matter, right? He never did anything of insignificance. He was right where he was supposed to be at all times, doing exactly what he meant to do, Right? Would you say that for today? Huh? Would you say that today? Would you say that what he is doing and the stirring that he is doing is for you today? Can I tell you, it is. You can rest assured because he has not changed. He wants to speak into your life today. Huh? Now you might say to yourself, hear me out. You might say to yourself, what's the big deal with intimacy with Jesus? Because you need it and I need it, folks. And can I tell you this? For Jesus Christ to do everything He did for us, why would you not want intimacy with Him? Think about it. You don't have to say amen, but you can think about that. Can I tell you that's exactly what He wants? This same Jesus who came, who died, who was raised again, that's what He wants for you folks. Intimacy with Him. You might say, I've got intimacy with Jesus. Why don't we examine our hearts today? Why don't we see just how close we're truly walking with Christ? For some of you today, you really might not be walking with Him at all. And I'm here to tell you today, I don't say that to condemn you, but I believe God is calling us to walk close with Him. And first of all, that begins with salvation. That begins with salvation. He wants to save you. Why? Because He's done everything too. He loves you. He loves you. You think it's his desire to stand? To stand and say, depart from me for I never knew you? Folks, we can go to his word and realize exactly what he said when he said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. Huh? He loves you and He wants to save you and that's where it must begin. But even for the child of God today, there's many who never get into intimacy with Christ. Huh? Yes. 90 years old. Listen, die a babe in Christ. Listen, church. Listen, as your pastor. Listen. And this means nothing because what I want for you is nothing to what Christ wants for you. He wants a close relationship with you. And I don't know about you, but I want to walk close to the Savior with you, side by side, seeing what God has got for us. For us. I don't want to go through the motions. A deep relationship with the Savior. So, listen, if you're going to walk with intimacy and closeness with Jesus, number one, we see right here with these three. huh? Look at what they did. Number one. Verse number 1. And after six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. Number 1, what's got to take place? You've got to go up with Jesus. I guess I lost everybody. I said, if you're, listen, if you're going to have some intimacy with Jesus, you've got to go up 
with Jesus. What does that mean? That means you can't be satisfied where you are. Hear me today. You cannot be satisfied where you are. I don't know about you. I want to draw closer to him. Is it your heart's desire today to draw closer to him? See, there's plenty of people who sit at the bottom of the mountain and never take a step forward. If you do a little research, this mountain's 9,400 feet tall. Hey, that had to be a long walk. Huh? You might better pack a little bit more than your lunch. Folks, it takes, listen, it takes desire. It takes work. No, I'm not talking about works for salvation. I'm talking about wanting to draw closer to God. Folks, that means you got to have a desire to read your Bible. you got to have a desire to pray. you got to have a desire to be under the preaching of the Word and the teaching of the Word. See, it's not enough to sit on the sideline and sit at the base and say, guess what, I'll wait till somebody comes down and grab a little bit of what they got. Huh? That's a reality today. I'm afraid too many are waiting at the base for those to come down rather than just going up with him. That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants you to do today. He wants you to go up with him. Think about if one of those men would have said no. Let's just get real today. What if one of them would have said no, James? They would have missed it all. And I believe they had the will to say no. Sure, they could have said, I'll wait it out. There's no way I can make it all the way up there. How many times have you told God that? Oh, I ain't talking about the mountain. I'm talking about the mountains of things we put in the way. Or that we allow to be in the way. Huh? We got to go up with him, folks. You want to see God do some radical things in your life? Go up with him. Go up with him. It's not enough to sit on the sideline. It's not enough to wait around. You got to go get it. You got to go get it. I mean, how glorious it is. Those, uh, that word... And bringeth them up. That's glorious. Why? Because that's what he wants to do with us. Huh? Notice that they were apart. Not everybody's going to get to experience it. Hmm? I don't know about you. I want to be one that does. Huh? Think about that today. Don't sit at the base and wait. Number two. Number two. Verse number one and verse number two. And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. Now, I don't know about you, but the glory of God got a hold of everything. Huh? Yes. Yes. You know, I wonder if we truly believe the Word of God. Huh? If we truly believe who He is and what He can do and what He's already done. Think about it, folks. This really happened. This is not a story. This is history. This took place. So number one, if you're going to be, listen, intimacy with Jesus, if you're going to have it, you've got to go up with Jesus. But number two, when you go up, you've got to see Him. Huh? Did you miss it? You've got to see Him. What am I saying? It's not enough just to go up. But you've got to be looking. They just, you say, what do you mean? That's preposterous. Yes, they could have went up there. Yes, they could have went that whole entire way. But they could have been so scared to look. 
Many people are not experiencing what God wants for them because they're scared to death to look. Huh? That's a reality. That's a fact today. And many people waste their entire lives missing out on what God's got for them because they're scared to death what it might be. And yes, I must admit, if I knew everything before it took place, I'd run, crawl in my bed, put my covers over my head, and probably stay there until I was hungry. But folks, we've got to make up our mind to just step out. To step out. To go up. No matter how hard it is. No matter how long it is. And not only go up, but then we've got to see Him for who He is. Look at what they saw, the transfiguration. What do you mean? He literally to change form. Think about that. He did what only the God-man could do. Hey, that was a testimony of who He is, folks. Oh, I ask you today, do you actually got a testimony in your life of what God can do? You say, what do you mean? Do you remember when you were saved? If you cannot truly remember a change in your life, then really, are you saved? Are you saved? Listen, I've got to share this. And I I knew it was going to come out, and I can't help it. It's coming out regardless. Just yesterday, we had a wedding here at the church. Praise God. Who loves weddings? Well, they're just weddings, all right? Listen, we had a wedding here at the church. Guess what happened after the wedding? Guess what happened after the wedding? The greatest thing that could happen at a wedding. I mean, other than the wedding was done and they committed and did vows and all that. And I don't make light of the wedding, okay? Praise God, if God's leading and it's His will, that people can get buried. But can I tell you this, what happened? We got in that little side room over there. (laughs) James Allen knows he was here. We got in that little side room over there and one of them's groomsmen. Wanted to talk about the Lord. I'm talking about it. Showed up at the wedding wanting to talk about Jesus. Huh? Listen to me today. Don't you put past what God can do. And what God wants to do. You're not here by accident today. Oh, God's got a word for you. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? We got in that room next door there. We got to talking about the Lord. Talking about what it meant to be saved. We took a ride down the Roman road. And can I tell you this? He has Jesus Christ to come into his heart and to save him. Huh? Folks, what do, you, what do you think this life is all about? You don't think this world wants to create enough chaos and distraction that we'll get our eyes off the prize? The prize is Jesus Christ. The prize is eternity, folks. And I've got an inheritance. But I ask you, do you today? And if you do, are you living in it? If anybody's robbing us of our joy, we're allowing it. If your peace is being robbed, you're allowing it today, folks. Oh, would you give it to God? Oh, if we'd give it to God. Number one, guess what we got to do? We got to go up. Huh? We got to go up. It's not enough to sit at the bottom and feed off of what somebody else has got with God. Right? Huh? I said it last week. Why is it all gelling together? I don't know. That's a God thing. Huh? You say, I'm tired of hearing it. Well, maybe start listening to it. Huh? That's a reality. Think about this thing today, folks. Really, examine your heart. Are you sitting at the base trying to get the scraps? When God wants the best for you, don't settle. 
Don't settle, folks, when God's got the best for you. They had to go up, right? Then they had to see. They had to look. They had to open their eyes. Not be afraid, but they look. And what did they see? Oh, something only the God-man could do. The Son of the living God. Don't that sound good? Why? Because it is good. The Son of the living God. Then we notice Peter. We notice Peter. Well, let's talk about that glory. Let's, let's finish reading verse 2 and 3. This is good, y'all. And was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. I ask you today, do you believe it? Because whether you do or not, it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. Why? Because that's who he is and what he can do. Verse 3, And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias talking with him. Now can you just imagine the conversation taking place? Huh? Talking about what was to come and Jesus talking about his death. And what do, what do we see in that? <laughs> well, first of all, we see with Moses giving testimony of the law. And Elijah, Elijah giving testimony of the prophets, right? And here is Jesus literally talking about his exodus from this world. How his death would fulfill. Think about this. How his death would fulfill all the sacrifices of the law. I don't know why we don't believe that what he did was complete. But it is. It is, folks. Every sacrifice of the law. And all the sayings of the prophets. What a glorious scene that must have been. What a glorious scene. huh? You want to talk about intimacy with Christ? Intimacy with Jesus? Folks, that's what I'm talking about today. You see, they got to be a part of something nobody else did, huh? Right? I ask you, do you want to go where nobody else has went? Or are we scared to? Going, seeing, how about listening? Hmm? First you got to go, then you got to see, and number three, you got to listen. You've got to listen. Peter gives his best idea. And it ain't a very good one. And can I tell you, hey, listen, your best intentions can really just not be good, all right? Let's be honest. I've tried to, I've tried to encourage people before and stuck my foot in my mouth and did discouragement. Huh? Y'all looking at me like I ain't never done that. Well, maybe I haven't. Folks, God don't need our ideas. He doesn't need our opinions. What He needs today and what He's always wanted from us is our surrender. Is our surrender. Our surrender to His will. Our, our surrender to His ways. Why? Because that's all that matters. Verse number 4, we see Peter. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord... It is good for us to be here, if thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. And while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. 
Hear ye him. Hear ye him. You know, the whole entire Bible points to Christ. Huh? The entire Bible points to Christ. And notice, notice the grace. Notice the mercy that's on display. Because Father God, you know what he could? He could have just got rid of Peter right there. Right? Sure he could. He's God. But did he? No, he didn't, did he? Now what did he do? He did a little teaching lesson. Praise God. God wants to teach us and show us something. Amen? What does he say? Number one, he sets, it, he sets the record one more time. This is my beloved son. And that's not with a little s. That's with a big s. And if your Bible don't say that, I would change Bibles. Amen? What else does he say? In whom I am well pleased. What does that tell us? That Jesus was doing exactly the Father's will. The will. And lastly for Peter. <laughs> and for every one of us. What does he say? Hear ye him. And you know. We notice in verse 6. The disciples heard it. Fell on their face. And were so afraid. And Jesus came and touched them. And said arise. And be not afraid. We truly want intimacy with Christ. Which we should want. We got to go. We got to see. Preacher, I can get three words. Yeah, but sometimes we just don't let it sink in. We got to go. We got to see. And then we got to listen. We've got to listen, folks. I don't have the plan for your life. Thank God I don't have the plans for your life. It'd probably drive me crazy when you didn't do what I wanted you to. Huh? I'm serious. But he does. <laughs> he does have the plan for your life. Not that you listen, you come around miserable. That you live in a terrible state, scared to death to even get up in the morning and breathe? Huh? That's not His plan for your life. It's also not the, His plan for your life for you to die and go to hell. Not when He's done everything. He's done everything. Folks, He did what we couldn't do. He did what, he, listen, He did what we can't do now. You realize you could, you, could, you could stand up here, you could go out there and put yourself on a cross and die and, and shed your own blood and do all those things. And it wouldn't mean a thing. Other than the fact you died. Okay? That's what's real. But yet Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, came, carried that cross. Huh? Y'all, do you, you think about the sacrifice that was made? You see, if it was you and I, we'd have never left glory. Let's be honest. We'd have never left glory. But yet he did because he loved us. And he loved us well before we ever loved him. And now here today, right now here today, he wants to save you.
He wants to save you. Folks, this world's going to stay in a state of chaos. It's the world. He tells us it'll be that way. His very word. But yet he's here for us to cast our cares upon him. Not only to receive him, but intimacy with him. That's what he wants today. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. This altar is open. And I pray today. Maybe you're here today, you don't have a relationship with him. Won't you just come and let us tell you how he can save you? Because he'd love to do it. How about today you come and cast your burdens to Him? He'll take them. Too often I'm afraid we'd rather live in our misery and waller in our despair rather than just give them to Jesus. Won't you make the decision today to follow Him? Won't you make the decision today to leave the base and climb on up the mountain? Won't you make the decision today that not only are you going to go up, but you're going to open your eyes and see. See the glory of the Lord. And listen to what He's got for you. There are those here. Why don't you come? Why don't you seek the Lord today? God, you know our hearts, God. God, your word is true. So God, I pray, God, that God will just seek you. Seek you today. In Jesus' name I pray. If you would.